Why do I share this entire story with you? I share this because as your role and job to keep this relationship, not just alive, but thriving, and I'm speaking to you as a man right now, your job is to keep the mystery and the variety. Just because you have her in the bag, quote unquote, does not mean you keep her in the bag because you have her there. You have to constantly sell yourself every single day and market yourself. In a world where there's so much noise and information, one podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Excited to have you here for another episode today. And today's gonna be a little different. Today is gonna be initially the start of maybe a couple other episodes down the road talking about relationships. And I'm gonna be clear and just straight to the point right now. I'm not a relationship expert, nor have I been in a relationship of decades, which usually that tells the most of people that have the experience, right? However, I do want to challenge the thought on that because not always does quantity equal quality and not always does time length uh, equal the amount of value you can provide. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, there's people that have been in an industry or a business or working for 20 years, but they've been repeating their same year of knowledge 20 times. Right. But there's also people that compress down information and learn 20 years of information in one year. Now, I don't want to get it mixed up on the idea of having all this information, but also the wisdom of experience. There's a blend of both. And that's where I just came here today to share three tips that I've learned for in relationships to keep your partner on your toes. Now, because I'm a man and because I'm in a relationship with a beautiful woman, I will give examples that are specific for men to use. However, if you are a woman right now, definitely there's uh, abilities that you can take this information and take this to your man, right? And, and, and use these towards your man. There's just a little bit of a, of a different dynamic with the feminine masculine energy. However, they're not exclusive to only working for these tips to be for someone that's uh, using as your partner who is feminine, right? So, and if you are a woman listening to, definitely start thinking of whether you do have a significant other you could share this with or someone that you know that can really benefit from this. And I've learned in relationships that, because I, I my, my, see this is something I just want to be also very, very clear on. I've been in a relationship for almost two and a half years. Uh, with the love of my life, um, with some, we'll, we'll share the whole story another time. I'm not going to go down this route, uh, but someone that we're going to be uh, together for life. Like it's just, it's inevitable. Um, if you don't know yet, go to my social media. You'll see more about us. And one of the things that I've been so so adamant about learning is relationship advice in the sense of from the best of the best experts, such as. Um, 
Alison Armstrong. She's an incredible speaker. She was highly represented and trained upon from Tony Robbins in his his workshops and his and his seminars. He trains on a lot of her content. Another one is Dr. John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and he's an incredible relationship expert. Actually, when I was diving into his content, I thought it'd be a little vanilla, a little outdated. It's actually very, very tactical, very applicable in real life situations, which I loved. And even just learning from Tony Robbins, you know, he understands the masculine and feminine energy and going to date with destiny. Uh, to be honest, I went to date with destiny a few months before I met Emily. And if I didn't understand what it really means to have mature versus immature masculine energy versus immature and mature feminine energy and how there's a balance of both. And what does that uh, manifest in real world things? Like, what does that look like? What do you do and not do? Uh, I would have never been able to withhold who she is as a powerful feminine woman and understanding that she to her core has feminine. So anyways, I, there's all these things I've been learning and I was like, I just, I feel like it's, it's time to just share this. I've seen it help a lot for me because when I also see couples that I've personally asked detailed question on questions on that are in 25 years of marriage and they are absolutely just passionate on fire. They love each other. They're like kids. I want to know how that works. And then I have another couple that actually just hit their 25th year anniversary as well. Amazing humans. They've had struggles in their relationship way back, but now they're also on fire. I'm asking them what's working and I'm asking detailed questions because I truthfully want to understand what keeps it alive. And one of the commonalities that got reaffirmed when I was asking these questions from them, and also people that share that they haven't been in a relationship or they got divorced, and why did that happen? And it's very interesting to learn that too. But the commonality that I have learned is that when you have a relationship, one of the things that depolarizes you the quickest, there's many, many things to this, is the law of familiarity is getting complacent. You know each other. You know, this is, and if you're in a relationship right now and you're kind of resonating with this, it's when you go from a passionate, you know, partnership and, and love of your life to being almost like either business partners or roommates. And it's like, you're almost siblings because you know so much about each other is not that contrast. And I've realized that that's one of the most quickest things that will depolarize. Now there's many, many other things, right? And this is not the only things that I'm going to talk about today that make a difference in your relationship, but these are three that I found that really work for me. You know, being two and a half years in, they say around the one and a half to two year mark is when you start to feel that lull. And I don't believe in that stuff in the sense of like, I, I defy those numbers and I defy those odds. And, and I look to get above that curve. And that's what I've noticed. And, we, you know, we've had ups and downs and rocky situations. Um, but what I've found is that when I learn from other people and then I implement it, not just say I know it, but implement it, real results happen. Go figure. So today I wanted to talk about ways to keeping your significant other on their toes. And I say on their toes in the sense of like, not like you're causing problems and they're like, what's going on? But it's almost like keeping them on their toes, like you're keeping polarity. You're keeping it where you're not turning into that roommate or that business partner uh, instead of the love of your life. You could feel like roommates or housemates and feel like business partners, but that's not the, the priority. If, that, if that's the, the, the main driver in the relationship, there's a lot of depolarization. 
So I wanted to break this down to three things. The first one is all about mystery. Okay. Remember, the law of familiarity and complacency is the thing that depolarizes relationships. So if you think about the antithesis of what that is, it's mystery and variety, right? Familiarity, mystery. You're familiar with something, you don't know about something. That's how you bring that in there. And, you know, this, this idea of creating mystery, especially men. But once again, if you're a woman listening into this, like this applies to you, you can do it vice versa. And also you can maybe have your, your, your man or your spouse listen to this so they can get an idea. Don't force it. Remember, expose it to them. But you want to have mystery implemented throughout your relationship. And so as a man, what I do with that in specific is when we plan date nights and we have date nights about, uh, we have it every week. It's a non-negotiable, right? Usually Friday nights, sometimes Saturday nights, depending on the, the traveling schedule. But I implement mystery and it's not always about mystery of, you know, the place we're going, right? Because it doesn't have to be like that every time. They Sometimes they need to know where you're going, but it's mystery of What's the little surprises within it, whether it's a gift, whether you go somewhere after, whether it's when you come home and you, you do something different than the normal. Uh, maybe you, you know, make dessert. Maybe you, you have a special gift. Maybe you have roses waiting there. All these different things that create variety and mystery. And one of the things that I did that stood out so well, and, and I just want to share as a personal story is it was Emily's birthday recently. And, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, I got to plan something special for her. She's, she's a queen. She, she needs something special, exciting. And so what I did is I called up this beautiful restaurant here in Las Vegas. It was the, the Eiffel Tower and got a special table and got everything set up with roses and all that. And, you know, really planned this out. And then afterwards, we had a show at Cirque du Soleil, um, the Love Show uh, by the Beatles. It's called Love. And it was all planned. However, when I'm telling Emily about this situation, I just said, hey, we got plans tomorrow night. Uh, dinner's at six. Just we need to leave by 515. And that's all you're going to know. And I was like, oh, and, and by the way, just dress like really fancy, like, like chic fancy. Right. That's all because women and women, correct me if I'm wrong on this. You just if there's a surprise, you just need to know what kind of outfit you're going to wear. And what kind of shoes, right? If you're going to wear high heels or, or running shoes. Uh, I've learned that from experience from other friends telling me that. On the, like You just have to tell them that. So if, uh, if there's something more you need to know, then, then uh, apologize on that. But that's what I told her. And at first, she was like, well, like, what is it? Like, and I was like, don't worry, I got you. And, and I kept teasing at this mystery. I'm like, Hey, I hope you're ready for tomorrow night. Or I hope you're ready in a couple hours. It's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be something interesting. And that mystery creates a lot of internal excitement. It creates that questioning of what's to come. Because one of the things that I've learned about the feminine energy is they need to be taken care of and know that they can trust fully into the masculine energy. And so when I'm basically telling her, whether it's through my words or just through my, the, the uh, unspoken word is, trust me, I'm taking care of you. You do not need to plan this. I know that you're a planner of, of a lot of things and you need to be in control, but now it's time to give up the control. Now it's time to just let me have you have an incredible experience. 
And what that does is so magical, especially when you do it right, man, is it allows for them to have their feminine energy come more naturally out, right? Because whenever there's control and power, that's more of a masculine energy. doesn't mean that women cannot have that. They should. There's a nice balance. But when you bring that mystery in and you are that pillar that they could just trust and lean upon and know that they're not going to fall over, which means that you're going to have an incredible night. It's going to be a place that they'll love. It's, it's even more exciting because they're in their head. They're playing all these imaginative things of what it could be. Um, it brings a lot of mystery and variety and it really spices up the relationship. And I do it now, even though our relationship's great, I do it because I don't want to be doing this when the relationship starts to get stale. Why wait for conformity? Why wait for complacency? Keep it at a peak performance. I like to describe it as not just business, but let's just say peak performance lifestyle. You want to keep your lifestyle at the optimal every single day, even though if you're healthy and great. Because most people only do that once they realize they hit a slump or a plateau. That's that's the problem of it is you got to keep it up there. So anyways, we're, we're on the we're on the way to the restaurant. She has still no clue. She's dressed up absolutely gorgeous, beautiful. And, you know, I'm playing around with her a little bit. And I actually um, got 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 into her head a little more. I was like, hey, it was like half hour before about to leave. And I was like, hey. Um, you know, I hope you're ready. You, you like, you want all you can eat steak, right? And she was like, uh, what do you mean? And I was like, well, we're going to Fogo de Chao. And she's like, you're joking, right? And I was like, um, and I was really putting the influence skills on. It's like, uh, no, like I thought you liked steak and that'd be great. And it's, you know, it's close by. And she was like, no, no, you gotta be joking. You're joking, right? Like, I'm not, dressing up this way. I was like, no, it's pretty nice in there. You guys don't know, Folk Warrior Chow's a, you know, it's a good place. Like it's got really good steak and stuff, but it's, it's not a fancy spot, right? <laughs> Comparatively to what fancy is to you. And I was like, oh, I could, I, look, I could call and reschedule. We could get another appointment. And she was like, she <laughs> was almost starting to get a little tizzy. And I was like, oh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Right. Just be ready. I got somewhere fun for you, which also once again, created the mystery. I'm just you got to have that playful nature in there. And that's what keeps the variety. And so anyways, we're driving to the place and she calls up her mom for her birthday um, just to talk with her. And we're driving and she's sharing about she's like, Mom, I have no clue. And the mom was like, yeah, that's what you need because her mom knows her best. You know, she needs to. She's a powerful woman. She knows that. And she's like, you just need to be taken care of. And so she was just like, yeah, I have no clue on it. But, you know, honestly, it's kind of nice because, you know, I'm always the ones make, making decisions and I'm always figuring this out. And, you know, it's, it's good to know that I can just, just, just trust the process. She literally said that out loud. And so, um, you know, shout out to you, my love for, for, for doing this. But anyways, we go up to the restaurant and finally at the very end, like even when we get into the restaurant, we pull up to the Paris restaurant and she, uh, you know, I'm trying to distract her so she doesn't see the Eiffel tower. Cause if you know, it's a literally the Eiffel tower in Vegas and she hasn't, she has no clue still we get in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's got to know it's it's this restaurant now. So I'm like, kind of like talking to her, distracting her a little bit. And she was like, I feel like I've been in this hotel before. And I was like, have you? And she was like, yeah. And then the ceilings are all um, like uh, painted with clouds. It's very beautiful. And she was like, yeah, I think so. And I was, and she's like, what hotel is this? And I was like, ah, it doesn't matter. And she was like, is this the, the Caesar Hotel? You know, and Caesar Hotel also has this. So I was like, yeah, it's the Caesar Hotel. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just going on with this because it was really funny. 
And she's like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's this restaurant in here I really like. So now I'm like, okay, I got her. She has no clue. And so we're getting close to the restaurant. And literally, it's like a whole big sign. It's you can see the uh, the the metal uh, bars of the Eiffel Tower coming through the restaurant. It's pretty awesome because it's literally an entire structure. But there's another restaurant. I was like, hey, that's where we're going. And I point over there. And so we walked that way. And I was like, no, I'm just joking. And I turned, and she just like looked at it. it. Was so like she didn't even know it was a restaurant. She was like, what is this? So we get in the elevator, and we're literally rising up into the Eiffel Tower. And it was just so cute. She just was like, her eyes were so just, just glossed over and she was, had a big smile on her face and, you know, I was just really absorbing it. And then we walk over and we get a special table by the window and there's roses there. And she's like, oh my gosh, this place is beautiful. And she was just, and it was the most incredible night. And then on top of that, then I told her, I was like, hey, just be ready. We got a show after, took her to a show, surprised her with that. And that was an amazing, amazing evening. Why do I share this entire story with you? I share this because as your role and job to keep this relationship, not just alive, but thriving, and I'm speaking to you as a man right now, your job is to keep the mystery and the variety. Just because you have her in the bag, quote unquote, does not mean you keep her in the bag because you have her there. You have to constantly sell yourself every single day and market yourself. You know, I say, uh, and I've had people say this to me and now I say it myself, but they say, gosh, you must be the greatest marketer in the world to keep her around. And I was like, I guess you're right. I am a pretty good sales person and marketer because I have to market myself to her in the sense of keeping that interest and that polarity because I'm sure we could all think of, if you would, think of a relationship or people that you know that aren't in a relationship anymore. Maybe it was great for five, 10, maybe two years, maybe 25 years, and they're not in a relationship anymore. Why was that? Well, there's probably multiple reasons, but it's because of that ability to not continue to sell yourself and market yourself for this relationship to stay thriving. And I don't want that, that, that path in that route for uh, our relationship. I want a lifelong relationship and we both believe in it. But just because we both believe in it doesn't mean that we are just going to be fine and dandy if I don't put in this work and effort, right? It does take effort. It takes extra energy. But is that worth it to you to have a passionate relationship? My question for you is that. And I'm assuming your answer would be a, absolutely. Well, it does take effort. And if you think that business is the only thing you got to put effort to, then you're sadly mistaken. And I've learned that from multiple multitudes of people. I don't want to want to make this very clear once again. Like I'm, you know, two and a half years into this, and and I and I hope that this really penetrates uh, your your beliefs on this because it's not so much about the quantity; it's more about the quality, and it's about compressing decades of information and people into days and and applying that. So the first part of keeping that relationship polarized and keeping it exciting and keeping them on their toes is having that mystery in the variety. Now, the second area that I, I was thinking about, and once again, when I make this, when I make these pieces of content on here, I, I really think about like a, a, a popular topic that I know that I could really speak on my behalf and, and that would really resonate with someone like you listening to this. And then I reverse engineer and I say, well, what would be like a couple of things that really, really matters? The first thing, which was the, the mystery, I was like, without a doubt. And the second one, which is the one I'm about to share it now, I was thinking, I was like, hmm. I was like, you know what? One of the things that I know that stands out a lot, I see a lot of people don't do this, especially couples, 
Um, but I've been doing this naturally because I'm so proud of her and I love to showcase who she is and what she's done and how beautiful she is, is I speak about her very empathetically in front of others and to others, especially when she's around me. So when we are out at a networking event or we are out at a, um, a gathering or on a date or just walking around and I'm connecting with people, I'm when I talk about her or even if they don't ask about her, I love to showcase my, my lady, my woman, Emily, to other people because one, I'm extremely proud of her. Like she is an incredible woman. And if you don't know her yet, go find her at itsemily.com or at itsemily on social media and go realize the power of her. And I realize that, right? And and you might not, you you don't have to have like a powerhouse figure that's, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of followers and speaking all over the world to showcase her. You're obviously with your woman for a reason. You're with her because there's something about her. There's a lot of things about her that you love and that you are proud of. Showcase that. Do not water it down. Make her feel like you truly love her. And you do love her. But one of the things I've learned is women speak about five times as much words per day. I think men is around 2,000 words a day. Women is about eight to 10,000 words a day. That means they're very expressive in their communication. So they, their mind is thinking that when you don't speak enough, and I'm, I'm guilty of this a lot, right? It is because I'm very like straight to the point, you know, internal thinking and then just action, right? Uh, men, we want to conserve energy and use it for the best of its ability where, where women, they, the energy goes all over the place. And that's just part of the feminine energy. But when you don't properly express your love to her, she could have uh, differing thoughts. So when you're out networking and connecting or just out in general, whenever you have the chance in the most genuine way, don't be the couple that sounds like they're bragging or kind of weird or off. But when they ask about each other, like, introduce her, talk about how amazing she is. Um, you know, when we're at events, I remember it just so vividly when I was, when I took Emily to back in November, 2021, uh, to a Tony Robbins event, his first live event back in two years since the whole shutdown craziness. I was so excited to have her there with me because that was like my tribe, my community. Uh, we're up in the front rows with all the platinum partners. And these are the people that are you know, like just, just the highest quality, but also most giving, most successful people. And so we're all networking and Tony's right there on stage. And I just remember so vividly just how excited I was to introduce her to people and say, Hey, this is the love of my life. Remember last time we were at an event and this was before I knew Emily, I was like, remember how I was like looking for the right woman. And I I was single and I was just like, I knew what I wanted, but I couldn't find her. Like, this is her. Right. And, and she sold me like she spoke on stage with Tony and she's, you know, like now speaking all over the world. And, you know, she's just so beautiful. And this is her first event ever. So make sure you break her in, you know, really, really nicely. And, and so, like, I just speak about her very empathetically in front of other people because I want to show her that I care about her. And it's not even about that. It's more of just like I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of the relationship we're in. And what that does for her, and I could just hopefully speak on her behalf, but I could speak on the idea of the feminine energy is it shows the feminine energy that you are very proud of the relationship outside the relationship. You know, the problem comes 
when you are very, uh, you don't know how to properly express the relationship to other people outside of the relationship. And it shows that you either, number one, are not confident in it. Number two, it's not as important to you as other topics of discussion that you're having. And number three, that she maybe is not as important. So your ability to speak empathetically in front of other people to her and just very naturally, right? This is why I make this podcast to teach you more natural influence skills and communication and confidence. That also plays a big part in relationship. So next time you're out with each other and you're in a social area, find a way to talk something unique about her and almost compliment her. Uh, uniquely in front of someone else, because you may be giving her those compliments, which is great. That's a great dimension of a compliment. But when you compliment her to other people and she's indirectly hearing that, you better believe that power of that compliment just got amplified so much more. So that is one of the areas of keeping someone, especially your significant other, on their toes. Remember, number one is mystery. And variety. And the second one is creating empathetic introductions or speaking about her empathetically in front of others. The third tip that I wanted to share with you here today on keeping her on her toes is going to definitely be a controversial one. And I'm I'm sharing this one because I've had personal experience and I'll share a, a brief little story about how this really made a big difference in our relationship and not for the better. Um, But I've learned this through a very iconic and OG book, as I would call it. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. And The Way of the Superior Man, it's not exactly the the title. You know, I I know some people hear that, like, oh, superiority, that's a problem. No, no, no. It's about superior man as being like a mature, masculine man. And this book was written uh, a while ago. It's one of those books that a lot of people reference. A lot of their knowledge comes from it, just like how Think and Grow Rich is kind of like the Genesis book of personal development. The Way of the Superior Man is one of those Genesis books for understanding masculine energy. Now, he also, uh, David Data is the author. He also wrote other books from what I've heard. I haven't read them yet, but more about uh, feminine energy and other things to understand. But this one stood out to me in particular because of this one reason. Actually, there's multiple things, but the one reason for this is where does your mission as a man fall with an alignment of the love for your woman? Where is the hierarchy on this? And this is why it's so controversial, because everyone is taught for a successful marriage and a successful relationship between man and woman, right? Feminine and masculine. That's, that's what I'm speaking to on fem, feminine and masculine, right? This is the energy, okay? Is that the woman has to be above everything. And I'm here to share my own experience on this because once again, you might have that resistance. Like, what is it? What you mean the woman is not first or you're going to put business over that or anything? No, that's not what I mean. However, that's, that's what you could start to feel right away. The mission the purpose that you're called on this earth always comes first. And what I found the hard way was, I'd say about six to eight months into our relationship, um, I was very, uh, before that, I was very, like, mission was first. I Right there, she was literally like, like, 
millimeters right under it, not even a millimeter. It was like you couldn't even put a piece of you couldn't even put a piece of paper uh, between where the mission was and, and Emily was. And it works so beautifully. And I'll give you some specific examples of how that works exactly. But a couple months in a relationship, you know, business, especially with the pandemic and the whole lockdown and just, you know, things were crazy. I started to lose a little bit of track of my mission, like my, my, my deep down purpose. And what started to happen is I started to replace that with my affection and love to her, which was always there. But that became the first thing above. And I kind of lost path and vision on my mission a little bit. And right away, nothing, nothing changed, right? It was still a very, very passionate relationship. But what started to happen within weeks is the polarity started to go away. And it started to get a little complacent and a little like um, there wasn't as much charge between us. And a few months later, after things switched and I got back on track and I got crystal clarity with my purpose and my, my mission and where I'm going, things got hypercharged again. Now, I share this to you because it doesn't mean like the, ter- the, the relationship went to the dumps. It's not what I'm saying, but it, it got to the point where it's not at peak performance, right? And we're talking about like higher level, high next level type of thinking here. Um, but it got to that point where it was like, eh. It was just okay. It wasn't a, a a one of a kind, unique relationship. It was just kind of like what, like uh, there's, you know, like it's a little hard to communicate. Like Jake, you're being a little, you're being a little too uh, uh, affectionate. You're being uh, too needy. Like seriously, that's what I was doing. I was being needy because my love for her was replaced uh, with the mission. So that caused her to feel a little repelled away. And it was starting to cause a backlash because like, what are you talking? Like, I was like, I'm loving her more. Like, how is this a problem? But when I look back at it, I realized it's because my mission was was unclear. And if this is resonating with you right now, like, I hope this is that that moment or that aha experience of like, whoa, that makes sense. Right. Or if you're you're uh, you're a woman and you're listening to this and you've felt that maybe with your partner. Maybe that's an aha moment for you of like, whoa, maybe that's why he, he, he recently left his job or he retired or he, he uh, started his own business. And it's like been a lack of clarity. And now he's, you know, uh, yeah, he's been loving on me more. But for some reason, I wasn't as attracted to that. It's because the purpose comes first. And to the core, David Data talks about this. The feminine energy is attracted to and works in alignment when the masculine energy has that North Star it's working towards, and it is just completely set on the fact of achieving its God-given purpose and mission. Now, women and feminine energy also have a mission, right? They do have a purpose. I want to make that completely clear here. The, The thing is, though, is that the feminine energy to its essence works in synergy around the purpose of the masculine, right? So when I was starting to be astray and, and not have, like I see it as like a, a, a pillar of solitude, a foundation, just like how our relationship with God, God is the foundation and we, we lean upon him and trust him. It's the same thing in a relationship. The, the masculine energy is, is to the, this is energy, not, not a person. This is the energy is it's a foundation that the the feminine can trust and that it's going to test and it's going to tamper with and it's going to see if it's going to fall over. And when it falls over, that's when 
you know, a man would get outraged or they get angry or they, you know, they, they blame or they, 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 they gaslight. That's immature masculine. That's basically that pillar when they were testing, the feminine was testing to see if it would fall over. Maybe it was saying something that, you know, really um, wasn't about, uh, uh, it wasn't really to the truth of why she said that, but she said that to say, hey, are you still with me? Are you going to outburst at me when I give you this little jab about that thing? And when you hold it with composure and you actually reroute that energy and say, and you, you make her laugh or you goof around or it shows that you don't get pissed off, that's mature masculine. And so what I realized is that when I'm on purpose and when any man is on purpose, and I'm just sharing this from the experience I've learned from the knowledge of many different leaders, is that the energy of the woman, the feminine, loves that because that's the dynamic. That's what causes polarity. And if you don't have that, then what happens with the feminine energy of your spouse, significant other, I'm just going to speak in the, the, the fact of, you know, your woman, that starts to get suppressed because it's now not feeling so safe. The feminine energy needs safety. And when there isn't safety and it needs to protect itself, the masculine energy of your woman will start to become more dominant because that is protection, that's strength, that's, that's a mission, a solitude. And now you're wondering why your relationship is lacking polarity, lacking contrast, lacking passion. Because you're not standing there in the, the, the solitude of where you're at. So where does this all kind of come back into? Well, when I'm talking about the mission comes first, this means that you have to get crystal clear on what you're called to be on this earth. What are you going to create, build, fortify? What are you going to preserve as a man, right? It doesn't have to just be about building businesses. Are you going to be the father that is creating a life for your kids that is of absolute excellence, doesn't mean making a lot of money, doesn't mean living in a big house. It means that you are the mature masculine that is taking care of the kids and, and being able to provide for them. But there has to be a mission be for it because if you're only providing, if you're only nurturing, that's gonna take away some of that masculine energy, right? And for you to be on a mission, that allows for your woman, your feminine energy that's with you to really resonate and trust you. And so what I've realized is when I got back onto my mission of understanding, I got big goals and dreams to impact this world. And now I know how I'm going to do it through the vehicles of, of workshops and speaking and consulting and, and being able to work with different entrepreneurs and companies to privately consult their teams and to, to help them as a human, but also as a company thrive and, and see the bottlenecks. And I got crystal clear on that. And I got back on my purpose. The, the polarity just got crazy good, like very passionate. We were just back in alignment. And the funny thing is, and here's the caveat, is that it didn't put Emily any less on the totem pole. Remember, there was literally less than a paper, uh, a, a paper gap between the mission and her. But because I put the mission as the main focus and she's literally right there with me, beside me and right along, along with me, that created so much more polarity. But I personally experienced when the, she was above the mission because the mission was lost, 
and I felt lost. And everything was basically the same, but there was a slight little switch in the mission and, and her. The polarity went away. So that was my personal experience, but I wanted to share that because it reaffirms what I've learned from this book and from many people. So my question for you right now is, how clear is your mission? How clear is your purpose? Do you have a purpose statement? Something that is your guiding North Star that you know exactly where to go and that that maybe might've been the missing link in that polarity in the relationship because everything else is great. You're incredible. You guys love each other, but there's a difference between love and passion. And I learned that from Tony Robbins. He said, you can love a best friend, right? So if you have love between each other, you could be still best friends, but to have love and passion, that is an unshakable relationship of just intimacy, right? Passion and intimacy are the things that differentiate uh, you from being a loving best friend relationship to a passionate, intimate relationship. My question is, what can you do right now to get more clear on this? Is this something you need to talk to a friend about or your mentor, your coach or your business partner about where you're going? What does your five year goal look like? What are you doing? Are you leaving the corporate job to finally create something yourself? Are you finally being able to start doing your own podcast and speaking and, and, and forming? Are you going to start to do workshops to help and impact people? Are you going to finally step up and, and be the man for your family, for your kids that is needing you and you've been putting them off until you got the paycheck that can give them that life? What is that to you? Because what I found is that when you put the mission first and your woman is literally right there, I do not want to make it feel like she's way under. No, 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 no. Our relationship right now is very dynamic and passionate because of this. And I know it could be for you too, because that's how the masculine and feminine energy works. So as we kind of wrap up here and we start to really just think about and feel and understand these three ways, and there's so many more ways of creating passion and contrast and keeping your significant other on their toes. These three really stood out for me. Number one is the mystery. Remember, variety is the spice of life. Just because you have her in the bag doesn't mean that she's going to stay in the bag, right? Whatever term you want to say, every day you got to be the greatest salesman in the world. Sell her on the belief that you love her and that she is her only one and that she that she is, you know, means so much to you that you're going to spend extra time and effort and energy to create mystery and variety in her life. Um, you know, another example that's worked in the past is, is you find a date that say, Hey, does, uh, you know, August 3rd to the 5th, do you have anything going on there? Is there any business? Can you check? Yeah, I'll check. Oh, there's nothing there. Okay, great. Book that in your calendar. I'm going to send you an invite. And basically we're going to be going somewhere. I'm not going to tell you where, just have it booked off nowhere. Um, and then, you know, later down the road, you can tell her, Hey, by the way, you know, we're going to need this type of clothes or that type of clothes. Very, very discreet, but that's exciting. And that keeps it really, really mysterious. Number two is you want to speak about her more empathetically and show your passion, put in intention. Yes, it takes energy and, and us men were very conservative on our energy. That's why we only speak a fraction comparatively to women, but you want to put that extra intention to show how much you love her in front of others. Genuinely, don't force it. If you force it, it's going to be worse, right? 
it's like if you have a compliment and you force a compliment, it wasn't genuine. It's it's complete flattery and flattery doesn't get you far. That makes you actually have like a backfire. So you want to genuinely talk about her, the things that you truly love about her, why, you know, something new she's working on, something new that is uh, passionate in her life. Talk about that in front of her, uh, two other people in front of her and look at her while you talk to her and then talk and then look at them and, and just see just the glimmer that happens. And women, if you're listening to this right now, tell me just right now how that feels when you see someone genuinely talk about you in that sense. I'm assuming you're heading, you're nodding your head right now because I've seen that, how it works with Emily. And it's so beautiful to see. And, and men, it just lights your soul up, especially when you see and hear what they say after to you. And then the last part is put the mission first. If you are lacking clarity in your mission, if you're lacking clarity in your purpose, if you're lacking not just clarity, maybe you have clarity, but if you're lacking the action plan, you will also be lost. Because you know what? There's a saying that says, think and grow rich, but you don't just think and grow rich. You think and then you act and then you grow rich. Action is the difference between something that you want and something you've created. So if you don't have an action plan on your mission, your purpose, that also will cause conflict. If you keep saying you're going to do something or want to do it, or you're going to, you know, something that is so exciting, but you keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, that also backfires on you. So have an action plan on this, because when you have the mission and your masculine energy is working towards that mission, the feminine energy of your significant other is going to just be fully immersed in that. And they're going to love that because they see that you are purpose driven. It does not mean you put business over her though. It means that you put the mission there and she's right there alongside of you. That's something actually right there is when you get business confused with the mission, that's when the flaw comes up. When you think business or, or your job or your work is your mission, that is, that, that's, that's a problem. And that's when there's a lot of conflict. And that's when she starts to say, you're, you're putting so much more time towards work. You're not even putting it towards relationship. That's because the business and the mission are completely different. Business could be part of the mission, but it is not the mission. Put the mission first. Bring her alongside the mission. Allow her to express herself fully with the mission. Allow her to lean upon you as you're that, 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 that solid rock, that unshakable pillar that when she tests you, that when she leans on you, that when she sees it, can she be safe around you? You do not move. You do not burst. You do not fall over because you're tied so tightly to that mission. You're unshakable. That's what I found with all this. I know we went really deep in there um, with just all this idea of the feminine masculine, but I'm, I'm a believer in it. I, I believe it's, it's, there's so much truth to it. There's so much understanding it doesn't matter if you're man or woman in this sense, but there is feminine and masculine energy to its core, right? So uh, if this really resonated with you as we wrap up here, please share this podcast with someone that needs to hear this. Share this with someone that maybe has been in a funk or a struggle or you know that you've been talking privately with and they don't know how to bring a resolution or how to spice up their relationship. One of these tips maybe could be the game changer for them. So share it to them, send it to them, tell, tell them that they just got to listen in and that there's always a way. 
right? There's always a way to make change. And if you don't feel like there's a way, then you just haven't tried enough ways. It's that mindset of understanding how the feminine masculine works and also how you have to be the greatest salesman and marketer every single day in your relationship. Send it to them, let them know that. And I can tell you, you could have just saved a relationship. And if this was you that this was speaking to you, then send me a message on Instagram. Send me a just a personal message. I'll keep it between you and I, but I'd love to hear how this impacted. Now, this means the world to hear the feedback because I'm on this journey with you and you're with me and we're doing this together. And to hear what stands out, the little pieces that really stand out, that's, that's what affirms in my subconscious to know that, hey, I need to talk more on that or that's what really resonates. I'm gonna emphasize things like that. So your 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 words really do mean a lot to me as uh, we, we, we do this entire journey together. So that's it for this one. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for showing up. Thank you for so much for understanding relationships are just as important as business, if not more, because if you're in an unhappy relationship, but a successful business, it doesn't matter how successful your business is because it matters how you feel every day. And if you feel like crap, it, it, the money doesn't fix that. So take this with you, go create your strategic life, and I'll see you in the next episode.